We have another sermon on the Mount section today. My name's David, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know me. David Cairn. I'm part of the leadership team. And this morning we're doing Matthew 6, verses 1 to 4. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what he's done in secret, will reward you. The word hypocrite is a Greek word meaning actor. A hypocrisy is an actor. In a movie or stage play, the actors take on personas that are not their own, with varying degrees of success. It seems strange that sometimes we reward people for not being themselves. I saw a well-known example of that a couple of months ago. Someone was being presented on television with a prize for being very skillful at not being themselves. Here's your gold plate at Oscar, they said. I saw a more sinister example of acting on a TV newscast a few months ago. Vladimir Putin was interviewing some of his staffers, sitting at a distance from them, probably for the purpose of safety on his part, and asking if they agreed with what he was doing in the Ukraine. There was a whole row of them, about maybe eight people, and he asked everyone, do you agree with what I'm doing in the UK? Well, they said, yes, we agree, sure. And I'm, I'm sure most of them were acting. There was one bloke at the end who was very uncomfortable about saying yes. And he kept balking. He tried to bring out the word no, but it wouldn't come out. And Vladimir Putin kept asking and asking. And at last, in great agony, the man said, yes. So he too was an actor. But, of course, he obviously knew what might have happened if he had said no. And in the world, there could be consequences if we don't pick out the ones who are acting from the ones who aren't. When we get a scam caller on the phone, we need to consider, is this person real or is this person acting? So when we have decided, yes, this is a scam, you could possibly say to them, well, most people just hang up, don't they? But you could do something constructive like, do you know that if you release yourself from this evil, there is a God in heaven <coughs> who can forgive your sins? And who knows, you might even get a theological discussion out of them if you're lucky. I had one such 
phone call in Woolworths a couple of months ago. Someone calling me saying they, they're ringing from Telstra and I've got a problem with my computer. We need to get it fixed. And I said, well, I was immediately suspicious because this sort of thing's happened quite a lot. I was suspicious and I said, where are you calling from? And they said, oh, I'm calling for, from Telstra. I said, what country are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from Telstra. Well, I said the first, I knew then that it was a scam. And I said something, the first thing that came into my head, do you know what's, where scammers go to when they die? And click. No more scammer. But of course, that, cons that constructive thing that I told you about before, um, that's the sort of thing you think of afterwards, something. <laughs> so we have to be choosing in any situation who is acting and who is genuine. And sometimes we have to pick out the times when we are acting and adjust our behaviour accordingly. Because Jesus in this passage has released us from the perceived need to be impressive to others for whatever reason. In this extract we see the word reward three times and honour once. Why, I ask, do we humans, uh, made in the image of God, make such a big deal of rewards and honour? Why do we want medals and cups and praise and trophies and flags and recognition, accolades, certificates? Generally, appreciation for our achievements or our acts of kindness. When I first thought about it, I thought, oh, this is just an ego booster wondering about the times that I've done it myself in varied situations. Is it to gain credence with friends, family or colleagues, or even enemies? Is it to patch up a feeling of insecurity? That was my first response. And then I thought, is it because we are made in the um, image of God? Is it in God's character to seek those things? And the answer came back to me straight away, yes it is. Yes, he does, and rightly so. In one of his parables, Jesus healed, well, it wasn't a parable, it was an act of healing. He healed ten lepers, and he made careful note when one of them turned around and came back to him and said, thank you. He said, why did only one person come back to thank me? In fact, when we show thanks and appreciation for the little or big things that others do for us, it acts as a glue, doesn't it? It binds friendships together. It binds relationships together. When you compliment somebody, you are gluing them. Uh, when they give thanks to you for something, you appreciate it. It's quite natural that we seek acknowledgement for the things we do. 
And sometimes we are taken aback when these acknowledgements are not forthcoming. And it's not that Jesus bags the fact that we want recognition. He admits it to being natural. He's just concerned about where we want our rewards or honour to come from. And he says, if you get your reward from man, you've got your, that's it, you've got an earthly reward. If you put your left hand away and don't say anything, you get your reward from God. It's a small passage, but even though it seems self-explanatory at first sight, uh, with further investigation it has a significant part in the meaning behind the intent of the whole Bible. In a way, the first two verses about what happens on earth and in verses 3 and 4, are about uh, those are about what happens in heaven. Think about it. What is the reason for our being on earth? Is it not to be introduced to God Almighty and to have a joyful eternal relationship with him and for him to have a joyful relationship with you and me? And is not a relationship, whether on earth or in heaven, held together with constant expressions of love and appreciation, one for the other? And is this not a passage about expressions of appreciation, like honour and rewards? Here's an expression from God for his people of Israel, from Isaiah 43. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give you people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid for I am with you. So God, in saying, I love you, has given them a supreme word of honour, a supreme reward. Uh, I don't think there's a greater expression than I love you. And he also gives them a reward with it. He says in verse 5, don't be afraid, for I am with you. So God states here, pardon my throat, um, that he will not only love them but be with them. And in the New Testament there is another expression of honour from God to the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave and gave and gave. And he, So he didn't just love Israel. Jesus came down to tell us God loves his, the whole of his creation. He gave us life to the full, acted as a ransom, and if we would receive him, he gives us eternal life. In return, he deserves our honour and praise. And that's what we're here for this morning, isn't it? He went to a lot of trouble to put us all together. First of all, he gave us our bodies to live in and then he gave us a planet for our bodies to stand on 
and gravity to stick to it, otherwise we'd be floating around in space. He gave us a position in the solar system, not too hot, not too cold, not too close to the sun, not too far away. Scientists call it the Goldilocks zone. He gave us the 24-hour spin so we'd get half darkness and half light, so we'd have time to rest and play and recreate. He gave us the right amount of atmosphere to breathe, the right amount of water to drink and plenty of dirt for food. Well, he could have given us dirt for food, but actually he made the food come out of the dirt. Instead of having dirt dicks for breakfast and um, dirt burgers for lunch and roast dirt for tea, he gave us a whole variety of colours and tastes and smells in our food, didn't he? And he magically brings all those out of the dirt with a bit of help from the sun and water. Did you praise God for the last tree you saw or the last breath you took? That trees and other plants keep resupplying your oxygen? That your lungs, if removed from your body and laid out to their full extent, anybody here know how, how far they would stretch? Does anybody know that? No. That's another thing that goes around the earth. But your lungs if they were stretched to their full um, capacity, would cover a whole tennis court. And God takes them and sticks them in this chest here and they work really well. Uh, if you took my long intestine out, it would go maybe up to that back door. But God fits it right in this bread basket here and it works really well. Have you ever thanked God for the amazing stuff that goes on in your body? And Graham, there's something that goes around the world. It's your blood, uh, your capillaries and aorta, if put end to end. Um, depending on what um, website you land on, of... of uh, <laughs> the wonders of the human body. Some say once around the world, some say three times around the world. And the same for your nervous system. And did you know you have two nervous systems? You've got one that acts under your will and one that doesn't. So if I turn around and touch a stove, my hand will come off before I say, get off their hand. Two systems of our nervous system. Do we ever thank God for that? <laughs> when we get up in the morning, that's a few things you can thank God for. Yeah, your blood vessels, 60,000 miles. Don't know if anybody's measured it yet, and I don't know if anybody ever will. These are all proximate, but there's been a lot of thought put into it, I'll bet. I could go on all day about that, but I haven't got time. Um, it's not amazing that King David said in Psalm 139, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. 
I know that full well. Why did he use the word fearfully there? Anybody got a clue? He used it because he didn't have a better word. He couldn't find a better adjective or an adverb. So he put fearfully there. And that says a lot. It makes you really wonder. It makes you fear how great our God is. I don't know how David knew all this stuff. He probably didn't know all of it, but he was a soldier. And where Saul killed a 1,000, they said he killed 10,000. Um, maybe he found out a lot about blood and gore on the battlefield. But somehow he knew that he was fearfully and wonderfully made. Why did God go to all this trouble? He says this, Bring everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. He made us for his glory. That's what he made us for. So he deserves to be glorified. When the disciples asked Jesus how we should pray, first thing he said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the very first thing we do with the Lord's Prayer is we praise God for his glory, and rightly so. Hallowed, if you look at the Macquarie Dictionary, means honoured as holy. There's an expression from, of honour from us on earth to God. God wants us to give him the credit for who he is and what he has done. I'm a very slow reader, uh, but I set myself the task of reading, when I was a lot younger, reading a, a verse or reading a chapter from the Bible every day. It took me about four years or something. And when I got to the end of it, I thought, yeah, that's, that's why God wrote the Old Testament. He just wants to be recognised and appreciated for who he is and what he's done. Fortunately, science keeps, telling, uh, science keeps telling us more and more about the wonders of creation. We keep finding out more and more about miracles that happen every day. Another expression comes from uh, his worshippers in heaven. In Revelation 4.11, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created and have their being. It says up there, by your will, that's the RSV probably, yeah, a new international version. I like the uh, King James version in that particular case. It says, for your pleasure they were created and have their being. God made you and me for his pleasure, by his own will. It's because he wanted to. And he wants our, our company forever. And he offers it to us freely through the cross of Christ. 
when the praise when that praise to God is not forthcoming, he is well. He makes note of it at least. In Isaiah forty-three, verse twenty, the wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls. Notice the jackals and the owls, they're both unclean animals. They honour him. Because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you have not called on me, Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings nor honoured me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. So God feels it when we don't appreciate him. We know Jesus was the last sacrifice, but we can show our appreciation for God by offering sacrifices of our own. In Hebrews 13, the writer says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer our God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So those are some of the ways we can express to God our appreciation for who he is and what he's done. And we could include in that keeping our left hand out of the way when our right hand does something good, not letting our left hand know what our right hand is doing. King Solomon said, There is a time to be silent and a time to speak. Indeed, this is a case we're keeping silent in that case is a sacrifice. We're giving up the sacrifice of men um, to allow God to give us um, the reward rather than men. I suspect that the reason for seeking acknowledgement and respect from others could be a lack of self-esteem or insecurity and the need for building up our self-image if there was anyone who needed a self-esteem boost, it was Nick Voyagic. Nick was born with no legs or arms, but became a miracle, not by growing legs and arms, but by using his limbless body as a pulpit to preach God's word. I had him in my classroom a few years ago teaching at Eurara College. His carer sat him on the front desk and the kids were pretty taken aback at seeing a man with no legs and no arms out the front. Didn't happen every day. He um, had a deformed foot. <coughs> coming out of his left hip and he had a tennis ball on the, on the table. And he said, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this tennis ball into the class. He says, but don't throw it back because I can't catch. And that sort of relieved the tension in the classroom a bit. And um, he was able to go on and tell about his life 
and the love of God at the same time to a very attentive class, as you can imagine. As he grew up, he came to realise how different he was and how much he was missing out on. And he, um, at the age of eight, he tried to commit suicide because of that. He thought, I'm never going to get married and have a family of my own. I'm never even going to be given a job so I can support a family. But he thought of his parents at the last minute and stopped. Later on, he um, got a bit of help from friends and um, role models and got out of his depression. He came up with this saying, stop wishing for what you don't have, give thanks for what you do have. And to cut a long story short, he can now do a whole stack of stuff and we've got a bit of a uh, film clip here just to have a look. And I'm like, well, it's 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 a long story. <laughs> she walks busy streets looking for her next meet. Maybe we'll be the one. Cause in her mind there is more than left than being someone. Deeper down she has The desire for me to be independent and live a normal life and a full life is is a dream of mine. I really just want to uh, put limits aside and live life to the fullest and just, just going for it. To overcome an obstacle you have to realise where you are um, and, and to visualise yourself overcoming these obstacles. To focus on the positive things that we do have, using everything that we have to the best of our ability. Many people look at me and say, Nick, how come you're smiling? How come you're so happy? And I want to be like you. And I don't mean like, you know, I want to be like you in a prideful way, but they see the strength in me. You look at me and you want the confidence that I have. You want the smile that I have. Many people ask where it's from. And tonight I'm going to tell you where Nick's smile is from. Just the way you are. She walks busy streets looking for her next mate. Maybe we'll be the one. Cause in her mind, there is more than left than being. That little footy calls his chicken leg. He now has a wife, four kids, and a job. 
That's how generous God has been to Nick Vujicic. He was born in Australia, actually. He's now in the US. In verse 4 of this brief part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. What comes to your mind when you see rewards? Well, you've seen one for Nick Vujicic. The Apostle Paul says in his first letter to the Corinthians, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Which do you prefer? Honour from men or rewards from God? When we accepted Jesus, we put the world in its rightful place. Now we can look forward to what's to come. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your generosity towards us, the great gifts you gave us, things that we didn't work for, or the great rewards you send us when we honour your name rather than try to honour ourselves. Thank you, Father, for being so loving and giving towards us. In Jesus' name, amen.